0: are locked on pistons your daily detroit pistons podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked on Pistons podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. I am your host Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kukahill NBA. You can find me on YouTube at Koo's Ballroom. You can find me over at Detroit Bad Boys writing articles about the Pistons. And like I tell you guys at the beginning of every episode, I was a credential media member for the 2019-2020 season, so I'm kind of a big deal. No, I'm just kidding. But today we got another episode of Are You Drinking the Kool-Aid? We are recording this the night of the Pistons' loss to the San Antonio Spurs. And I know I told you guys at their games, we're going to do like recaps of the game. But I'm just, first of all, on nights where I'm recording the Kool-Aid segment, we're just not going to do that. And second, I really don't want to talk about this game because you just get me ranting about Sekou over and over about the same thing for about 30 minutes. Like how does he only, how does he play the least amount of minutes of every Piston tonight? Why is Tyler Cook getting more minutes than him? I just, I don't get it. I, oh, I don't get it. All right, anyways. We're gonna get into the Kool Aid segment. It should take up the entire podcast. We got a ton of questions, or, or not questions, but just submissions for this segment. I'm sure you, I've seen that you guys really like this segment. There's been a lot of talk on it. You guys are trying to turn it into a hashtag Kool Aid. <laughs> I actually really like that. That's funny as so hell. I very much support that. So we're gonna. I think we're gonna have enough to actually take up the entire podcast, which is fun. This is what we did last week. So I hope you guys enjoy it. But let's go ahead and get into our first submission. This one will be for my boy Hal Bridius. He says, Killian Hayes won't be bringing the ball up the court for the next Piston squad to make the playoffs. Um, I am not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one, Hal. And I think Hal is making a play on my rant about Keelan being moved off ball or the whole little discussion about Keelan. Oh, we need to get him off ball or maybe he can play off ball that Dwayne Casey said the other day because uh, I, I had some strong opinions about that. So I think he was just poking fun at me with that one. Um, I, I hope he's not being serious actually Hal's a pretty big actually a really big Killian Hayes guy So I know he doesn't actually believe that so I know for a fact that he was just poking fun at me I think he was the first one to use hashtag Kool-Aid in one of his questions and people started doing it after that So that's pretty dope how that starts like becoming a trend uh, I definitely will mess with you for that one man that 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 would be dope if it becomes a trend but <laughs> Anyways next one we got Mike Stefani He says, Dwayne Casey will be the head coach when the Pistons finally win a playoff series. Are you drinking the Kool-Aid? I am not drinking the Kool-Aid. I have talked about this many times before, and I've mentioned it already a few times on this podcast. I am not the biggest Dwayne Casey fan, and you will find me very, uh, so often, critiquing Dwayne Casey. Um, I also think that this is his best season as a Pistons head coach, so I'll give him that credit. But I think once the Pistons want to try to start winning, he will not be the head coach of this team. I think Troy Weaver will find his his guy once the Pistons want to start competing. And I think Dwayne Casey is the perfect coach for what the team is going through right now. They're not asking to win many games. They're not trying to make the playoffs or anything. They're just worried about losing losing as many games as possible, whether that is from bad players or bad decision making or or whatever causes it. I think he's the perfect coach for what we're doing right now. What the Pistons are doing right now, he's the perfect coach. And he happens to develop a couple players along the way. But when the Pistons decide to start winning, I do not think Dwayne Casey will be the head coach of the Pistons anymore. So, yeah, is what it is. Sorry, can't drink the Kool-Aid on that one, man. All right, next one is from Jacob Castro. He says, Troy Weaver hit top three steals of the draft with his picks in the 2020 draft. I am not drinking the Kool-Aid on this one either. I, you know, I'll go ahead and spoil this for you guys because we're already about five minutes into this and this is not going what I thought it was going to go. So I got this soundboard right here I was going to use for any time I drink the Kool-Aid. Okay, I was going to use that but now we're three questions in or, or three submissions in and we're not even, we haven't got one. So I I hope we at least get one so I can use this damn soundboard I finally found. I told you guys last week I was looking for one, and I couldn't find anything that was, like, fun or, like, something I thought was cool. But someone actually suggested this one. I don't know why I didn't think about it, honestly. It's very, very simple. I don't know why I didn't think about it. But I'm hoping that we can at least get one. Anyways, Jacob, your submission. Troy Reaver did not get the three steals of the draft because I don't know if you can call Keelan Hayes a steal. Actually, you cannot call Keelan Hayes a steal because he missed almost the entire season. And no matter what you think of his play since coming back, it's only been for seven games. And it has been... While it has been encouraging and a lot better than earlier in the season, I don't think it's necessarily "quote unquote" good when you compare it to his peers. It's—I'm not trying to crap on Killian. I'm—I'm—I really like Killian, but if you like actually took it out the perspective of oh he missed these three months and he didn't look as good in the beginning of the season, I see where he's at. I don't think that it's "quote unquote" good compared to NBA uh, standards. So I don't think you can say that he was a steal. If you said that he got two of the steals of the draft, absolutely. He would have Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bey, so it would easily be a steal there. So if you said two, I would be drinking the Kool-Aid, but sadly you said three, so I, I can't give you that one, man. I, Sorry, I can't be drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. All right, next one. Let's see if we can finally use this damn soundboard. We got one from Joe Cl- Clotar. I hope I said, no, Kotler. I think that's how you say it. He says, Hamadou Diallo will get more than $10 million a year this offseason. Oh, my God. I, I'm just not going to get to use this thing, am I? No, I am not drinking the Kool-Aid on this one. Hammy has been really struggling over the last few games. He had a little bit of a bounce back in the second half tonight, but he's really been struggling before tonight, and even before this. I don't think that he was really worth that much, anyways. I think he's probably going to get somewhere between, I mean, unless the team extremely overpays for him, which I don't, I, I hope not doesn't happen because I want him to remain on the Pistons. I think he's a valuable piece of the young core, so I really hope someone doesn't do that. But I think he's probably going to get somewhere between like s- s- six to nine million. Somewhere in that range, I think that's I think that's fair. I think the Pistons will pay him that much too. I think they want him here. So, like for example, he over the last five games, he had, he had eight points, one point, three points, five points, two points, and he had an injury in between as well. Those seven, so it was seven games. He missed two of them, played five, and he was really struggling in those ones as well. So he's he's really struggling right now. He's shooting twenty percent from the field over the last five games. So yeah, he needs to play a lot better. But even outside of that, I don't think that he was worth ten million dollars before this stretch anyways. I think he was gonna get somewhere around eight million either way. So is what it is. I am not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. I do not think Hammy gets ten million dollars a year this offseason. Um OB Floppin is the next one. That's actually <laughs> that's a funny name. Uh, he says Casey said he thinks Keelan will be a shooting guard in the future. Um I don't know how I can I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that one with this segment. All I'm going to say to you is you're trying to get me mad on my podcast. I'm not trying to get mad. I'm trying to have a fun time, but I'm, I I don't want to talk about K- that whole statement Casey made about playing him off-ball more or trying to test him out there. I don't want to talk about that anymore. I don't know if I'm supposed to say – I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that, obviously, but I don't know. I, I feel like you just tweeted that at me, not even to be a part of like the Kool-Aid. So I think you just tweeted this at me to, like get, to get out of my skin and to hear my reaction on the podcast, which you got. So I hope you're happy, man. <laughs> Uh, we'll answer one more, and then we'll go into our first sponsor. So the next one is going to be from Mavs slash Magic Draft. He says, Frank Jackson stays with Detroit next year, but he gets a guaranteed deal. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's the soundboard, sound and I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. I've talked about Frank Jackson a few times already on the podcast, and I said, I think he's going to remain a Piston for the next few years. I think he's going to get like a two-year deal with the Pistons this offseason. He's playing really well. He had another 14-point game tonight. He's been playing really well over like the past month or so, but he's been like setting his new career high like every two games the past like two weeks. So, Frank Jackson, I do think he's going to be back. I think he's, like I said, I said this earlier, he's becoming one of my favorite players in the Pistons. I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm having fun watching him. He's actually pretty cool to watch. And the amount of confidence that just oozes from him is, is pretty cool to see as well. So, yeah, I think he comes back and he's going to be on the pisses next year. I do think he's going to get a guaranteed deal. I think it's very clearly that's going to happen. But, all right, so we're, when we come back, we're going to continue this Kool-Aid segment. But before we get there, let me tell you about our first sponsor, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar in the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors, and caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barsa, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, bar high, in protein and fiber. A flavor I'd suggest is the peanut butter flavor packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try a Built Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar ever. So we are going to continue with the Kool-Aid segment, the Kool-Aid episode on every Friday at Lockdown Pistons. You guys have been telling me you guys really enjoy this. You guys have been spamming my my mentions and my DMs. You guys have all been telling me you guys really like it to be honest. So I, I'm really happy you guys like it, and we're gonna keep it going right now. So lastly, we left off with Mavs Magic draft. So we're gonna go with the next one, which is going to be Ryland Styles, my friend over at Locked On Thunder for the Oklahoma City Thunder. He comments right underneath Mavs Magic uh, question about Frank Jackson, and he says, adding. Thunder legend Hamadou Diallo becomes a mainstay in Detroit with Thunder legend Frank Jackson. Am I drinking the Kool-Aid on that one? Yes, sir, I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. I hope Hamadou Diallo becomes a mainstay in this core. Like, one of the questions earlier, how much he's going to get paid, I hope the Pistons get him around 7 to $9 million, somewhere in that price range, maybe for like two years or something, let him prove himself and try to get a bigger deal, whatever. But I hope he stays with the Pistons. I really think he's a good young, young piece. And I know he's been struggling as of late, like we pointed out earlier, but either way, I think he has incredible potential, and I, I don't see why the Pistons would let him go. Uh, in the offseason I think he's going to be a part of this young core for years to come unless they like trade him moving forward like in the future after signing him for like something else but yes I think he becomes a mainstay in Detroit with Frank Jackson as well both of them will be on the Pistons for the next few years I believe all right so next one we got Isaiah Stewart will win multiple defensive players in his career and this one is from Nyran Jan hashtag start Stewart I don't know how to pronounce that I don't know what this is but it sounds like a troll tweet, uh, troll name. But uh, uh, is Isaiah Stewart going to have multiple defensive players of years in his career? Uh, I am not drinking the Kool Aid on that one. I understand the love for Isaiah Stewart. Uh, he has impressed me on both sides of the ball. He has impressed me specifically in how he can move his feet in the pick and roll and 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 move around on defense. And he is better on defense than a lot of people thought he was going to be. However, I, I, he's not going to be a defensive player of the year. I, I understand you guys like doing this Ben Wallace comparison. Every time I say that, it doesn't make sense. You guys always say back to me, oh, well, he's only 19. No one was saying Ben Wallace was going to be Ben Wallace when he was 19. I mean, I guess. I mean, that's a fallback you guys can have. So, I mean, I guess we'll see in a few years. But I just don't see how Isaiah Stewart becomes a defensive player there. Like, that means he has to be better than, like... So, Rudy Gobert's not in his 30s. Yet, so, he'd have to be better than Gobert. Ben Simmons is early in his career. you would have to be better than Ben Simmons. You have Bamad, Bayo. You have, like, all kinds of guys that he's going to be playing with. I just don't see him being a better defender than any of those guys. So, And that, to be Defensive Player of the Year, that's a pretty big jump to be asking him to go. Uh, and it's okay if he doesn't do that. I think he can be a great player even if he doesn't have Defensive Player of the Year So, But I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to upset you guys out there, the Isaiah Stewart fan club, but I'm sorry. I, I just can't drink the Kool-Aid on that one, dog. I'm sorry. Next one, we got the Pistons will win an NBA championship within 10 years. I, I don't like this question, man. I don't like this submission, Exe Jesus. I, I don't like this because you're asking me to be negative about the Pistons. And while there is plenty of things to be negative about the Pistons over the last 10 years, I want to try to be positive, I actually try to enjoy my time watching the Pistons from now on. And now you're asking me to be negative because there's no way in living hell the Pistons are winning a championship in the next 10 years. I'm sorry. Unless they somehow pull off a a, a mega trade or, like, get a superstar. If they get Cade and then all of a sudden they they start stacking up a super team or something, then okay, then maybe so. But I don't see it happening now. In the NBA, the way I see it now, you got to have at least, like, two superstars in your team, and then sometimes other teams have three or four. Uh, that's just how the NBA is now so it's it's hard for me to envision the Pistons winning a championship in the next 10 years it's honestly it's hard for me to envision the Pistons winning a championship in my lifetime again because of the way the NBA looks now this whole you have to have four superstars on your team and then even then sometimes it's not even enough cuz another team may have five or something like it's it's getting ridiculous so i i just don't know i i don't think they're going to win in the next 10 years and then i even have questions about if i'll ever even see a championship again cuz how how the NBA's trending right now so I'm sorry. It, it depresses me to answer this question, man. You, you, you've made me depressed, but no, I am not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. So next one. This one's actually an interesting one. I saw this one. Uh, usually I when I tweet this out, I don't look at the replies so I can see, like like I won't be surprised later on when I read it. But I did see this one, and this one actually was a really interesting one. So this is from San, Sancho Panza. He says, Pistons would be the franchise that says no to a hypothetical Isaiah Stewart for James Wiseman trade I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one as well my guy I do not think the Pistons would pull the trigger on that type of deal James Wiseman already is injury prone that was one of the things coming into his uh into the NBA draft and he's already injured again uh combine that with the fact that Isaiah Stewart just looks really freaking good and honestly has been better than James Wiseman and I think that Isaiah Stewart actually has – the thing with Isaiah Stewart, like we've talked about before, is that people thought he had a low ceiling. I don't buy that anymore. I don't think anybody really buys that anymore. So he still also has a high ceiling. So if your argument was James Wiseman has a higher ceiling, go get him, uh, I think Isaiah Stewart's proven that his ceiling's pretty high as well. So I, then I don't really see the point in why the Pistons would do this trade. I think they just get worse and then possibly risk getting a player who doesn't even end up playing more than, like, 40 games a year. So – Yes, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. This is that one was a really cool question. I really like that one. I, that was actually probably the most like clever one I've seen thus far. We'll see. We'll see if we get something like that moving forward. So next one we get from Seku Stan. Hey man, thank you, thank you for being over here with the Seku Club, man. I, I'm right there with you. But he says Seku will be a multiple time All Star in his career. All right, okay. See now another one that you're asking me to be negative about. I don't see Seku being an All Star in his career. Uh, I understand that, I, I like I said, I've said this many times, I believe Sekou has incredible potential. But from what I'm seeing with the Pistons, I think that he's just not going to achieve it with the Pistons. So my outlook on him in a Detroit Pistons jersey is very, like, dim. It's just, it's just not good at all, and it's depressing, and, and you just got me in a sad mood now talking about this. So it's hard for me to even envision him going to, like, the fact that I don't see him being able to do anything with the Pistons because the Pistons just apparently don't believe in him already and just, like, treat him like, Treat him like like, like a misfit child or something. Makes me not even like, I can't even see past what happens after he leaves the Piston. So I'm going to have to say no for now. But if he does, if you were to do that, I'd be the happiest person ever. So I, I will be happily wrong about that one, but it is what it is. Next one is from my friend Joe Truck. He says, Diallo will be a Piston next season. I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that one, Joe. I do think Diallo will be a Piston next season. I think this has kind of been asked in like two separate questions already. But yes, I do think Hamadou Diallo will be a Piston next season. I do think the Pistons are going to resign sign him. At least I hope they do. So thank you, Joe, for submitting. This is your first time submitting, Joe, man. I expected you to be submitting a lot of them. You're a big troll. I expected to see some troll ones, even though I know we're going to get to some troll ones later on. I, I saw a couple troll ones as well. But we'll get there. How much time we got left? We got enough for maybe two more this segment. Let's get to the next one. This one's from Pistons Pride. He says, Isaiah Stewart will eventually transition to the four instead of the five. I am not drinking the Kool-Aid on this. I really don't get, like, I, I, I'm seeing, like, a lot of people over the last few weeks say that, oh, he, can, he might be just a four or he may just become a four. I, I don't see that in his future. I don't see, like, Isaiah Stewart being a four. He doesn't have, like, the handle for that. I don't think he has, like, the creativity for that kind of thing as well. And while he is pretty good at moving his feet, I don't think that you want him guarding uh, stretch fours and 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 athletic guys that play the four nowadays routinely like all the time. Like, yeah, maybe he can switch out on that kind of thing and be like versatile. But there's a difference between being versatile and being able to do it and being for like told to do it like as a mainstay. I don't think he can do that as well either. And also, while we're all encouraged by his three point shot, he's got to show a little bit more. From that range, he's like he's he he was shooting pretty good from them, but now he's like went back to just not shooting them at all. Like he hasn't shot them in a minute. So I mean, you gotta be able to do that if you're gonna play the four as well. And along with the fact what I just said about defense, I don't see how he plays. I think he's best fit at the five. I don't see how he can, and like maybe in some laps he can play the four, but I don't I don't see his main position being a four. No. So we'll answer one more before we get go to the next sponsor, and we'll come back with more. Next one is from Ehab Sharkway, or Sharko Shark. Starkery, i think it's shark he says troy weaver will flip plumley for a first round pick before the next deadline now i i'm really i, I really am tempted to click this soundboard right here man i'm really cl- tempted to hear the kool-aid man scream oh yeah but i'm going to say no i'm not drinking the kool-aid on this one i think plumley has played better than people thought but even oh wait and he used the hashtag kool-aid hey man Hey, thank you. Shout out right there. Oh, and so does SekuStan. Okay, hold on. Let me, hold on. Before I continue that answer, let me see if there's any other ones I missed that said. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there's a few ones that said Kool-Aid. So Hal said Kool-Aid with the hashtag Kool-Aid. We had Joe Kotler said hashtag Kool-Aid. We had, there was another one, Stan used hashtag Kool-Aid. And we also got Ehab who did hashtag Kool-Aid. Hey, man, that's dope. Let's get it trending, y'all. Let's get it trending in the U.S. Hashtag Kool-Aid. But uh, no, I don't think that Toy River is going to get a first round pick for Plumley. I think he may flip him for a couple seconds, maybe, or maybe like a second and like something like Dennis McJr., like the equivalent of something like that, which would be fine, I think. But Mason Plumley has played better than people expected. I do think he could be using a trade chip, just not for a first round pick. I think that's a little, uh, that's that's dreaming a little bit. So when we come back, we're going to continue the Kool Aid episode. But first, let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Bet Online AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan, and if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I constantly ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which site do I go to to bet with? That's when I found Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NFL season might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are still in full swing. If you want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, BetOnline has you covered there too. I've said this so many times, but I didn't even know you could bet on awards, TV shows, and reality TV, but BetOnline has you covered there. BetOnline also has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. Again, Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And we are going to continue with the Kool-Aid segment, the Kool-Aid episode every Friday here at Locked On Pistons. Actually, I had someone comment underneath my tweet and say that you got hold out the Kool-Aid a little bit more. So let me go ahead and try that. Welcome to this segment, the final segment of the Kool-Aid segment, the Kool-Aid episode. If you guys didn't get to be a part of it this week, go ahead and just tweet me at NBA, tweet me your submission and you'll be a part of next week's episode just make sure you use hashtag kool-aid at the at the end of it so i know what you're trying to tweet me about if you're just tweeting me like some random stuff i I, i'll just think that you're trying to engage with me i'll just tweet back at you but if you use hashtag kool-aid at the end i will know that you're talking about okay he wants to be submitted for next week's episode so but let's get back into this next question or next submission i should say is from Hermie. He says, Killian will score 20 points in a game this season. Um, I'm sorry. I am not drinking the Kool-Aid on this one. I don't think Killian going scored score 20 points in a game this season. I think that's fine. That's okay. He doesn't need to score 20 points. But today he had 10 points at halftime, and I tweeted out at halftime saying, oh, Killian's going to break his uh, season high, isn't he? And then he went on to score two points versus the half. So I, I, I jinxed Killian, and I think that jinxed. Is not going to wear off. It, it seems that when I speak highly of a player at all, they just get this jinx for like two weeks. So if Killian starts to struggle the next two weeks, you guys can just blame me. I, I, I'm sorry. I guess I'm not allowed to be happy about anything. I'm just not allowed to talk positive or be positive about literally anything because I just get screwed over with it. So it is what it is. I don't think he's going to score 20 points. And if he doesn't, you guys can blame me. You guys can legit come back to me and, and put all the blame on me. But next question, next submission. I got to stop saying question. Next submission is from Rip Hamilton Stan account. He says, Killian Hayes will have a better career than Tyrese Halliburton. Ooh, that's a. Oh, and he said hashtag Kool Aid. Thank you, Rip Hamilton Stan account. We got to make this a trend, man. Everyone has to use hashtag Kool Aid. Everyone. We got to make this a trend. But am I drinking that one? I do think that Killian will have a better career than Tyrese Halliburton. A lot of people were saying that Tyrese Halliburton were going to come into the NBA, was going to come into the NBA. And be more. He was going to be more NBA ready. He was going to be better out the gate. So him, him being better out the gate than Killian Hayes is not a shock at all. But I think Killian Hayes is going to be better down the line. He has a higher ceiling. He has higher potential. He's already flashing that potential. He's being more aggressive trying to score. He's 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 looking for his shot more. So I think Killian's going to be a better player than Tyrese Halliburton in the future. And I can't wait for that day to come because there's too many people talking too highly about Tyrese Halliburton as if he's like the next face of the league and I it's really it's low-key starting to get on my nerves and I, and I don't like it to be like that because Tyrese Hillburn hasn't done nothing to me I don't have to be a hater of his like he hasn't done nothing to hurt me but his fans and his stands are really starting to get on my nerves because it's literally a rookie season and it, it, no one really cares about your first season to be honest like no one just cares like if, if that was the case Tyreek Evans and MCW would be locked for the hall of fame like we saw what happened to them after that so like can we see a few more years before we start crowning guys like come on Anyways, Tyrese Halibur, another player that gets caught in the crossfire. Last episode, it was Tyler Cook. Now it's Ty- Tyrese Hallibur who gets caught in the crossfire. <laughs> but anyways, next one is from Jacob Levengood. He says, Sadiq Bay ceiling is roughly comparable to a stronger Chris Middleton. Do I drink the Kool-Aid on that one? Yes, I do. I think that is probably his ceiling. That's a good comp for him. Neither guy is really that athletic, but they're really good marksmen. I think Sadiq Bey, in order for him to get there, he has to learn how to score off the dribble like Chris can. But I think if you're talking about his ceiling, this does not mean he's going to like get there, or I'm saying that he will be there. But if you're saying what his ceiling is, I think Chris Milton, a stronger Chris Milton, actually is a really good uh, comparison for him. I think that's a really good ceiling for him. So I, do I think he's going to get there? I don't know. But do I think that's a ceiling? Yes, I am drinking a Kool-Aid on that one. So we'll go to the next one. All right, so these are the troll ones I was telling you guys about. I saw these ones. And this is from my boy, my friend of over a decade. This is my boy, Anthony. Uh, I'm really happy that he submitted something. So just real quick, the fact that my boy is supporting me, not everyone I know supports me. Not everybody in my uh, uh, around me supports me. But the fact that he has been listening and he's submitting something, Really means a lot to me. So thank you for submitting, Anthony. But man, you got to chill out, bro. You got, you gotta could have submitted something else, man. How did I know that you were going... I knew he was going to submit some troll stuff, man. So the first one, he he submits two of them. Listen to this. So the first one, the first one he says is Beef Stew is better than Ben Wallace. And he did this on purpose. First of all, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on this one. But second of all, he did this on purpose because he's been listening to the podcast. So one, he knows that I didn't like Beef Stew's nickname. And then second, he knows that I don't like the comparison to Ben Wall. so then he picked both. He he took both and then combined them in just into a, a, a submission to piss me off. And I don't appreciate it, man. I do not. I do not appreciate it. But then I guess he thought his troll wasn't enough, so he wanted to tweet another one at me. He says this team would be better if we still had Will Bynum on the team. I, I'm letting you know this right now, Anthony. If you if you submit another one. Next week I will not be answering yours unless they're legit because these two ones were trolls. I hope they gave you guys a laugh, but these. Is will, How old is Will Bynum? Actually, someone needs to tell me how old Will Bynum is. Is he? I feel like he might actually not be that old. Was he like 34 or something? 35? Not that old. But no, this team wouldn't be better with Will Bynum on the team. Stop. Yeah. Anyways, we'll go to the next one. Next one is from J T Olson. He says, John Collins in free agency and a shooting guard in the top 10 of the draft make the Pistons a playoff team next season. I'm, I'm, I'm really tempted to click the Kool-Aid on this one. I'm really tempted to click, oh yeah, but I'm going to say I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid in this one. I think the Pistons are still a really young team and they're going to have a lot of growing pains to go through, which is fine. I don't really want them to be a playoff team next year anyways, but I don't know if that would make them a playoff team next year. I think, like I said, they're still are going to have a lot of growing pains. They need it all to develop. Um, and like I said, I said this about Killian as well specifically. So I'll say it again. Killian has looked good for his standards. He's looked good for a rookie with his standards of missing these few months. But he has not been quote unquote good compared to NBA standards. And I don't know how I don't know how good Isaiah Stewart and, and Sadiq Bey have also been compared to NBA standards. They might actually have been good this season compared to their peers as well, just all the other NBA players. But for rookies, when you say they're looking good, usually they're not looking good. Like compared to the NBA, they're looking good for a rookie. So I don't know. Like I, I don't know how good they're actually going to be. All the Pistons young core, how good they're actually going to look compared to the rest of the NBA, actually. So I don't know. I, I don't think John Collins is that kind of needle mover either. So, but a shooting guard in the top ten, depending on who that is. Actually, no, I don't think they're going to be a needle mover for the playoffs next year anyway. So no, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. It's interesting though. I think it's interesting, but I don't think I'm gonna drink the Kool-Aid in that one. But next one, I think we got two more left. Like Actually, I think we got one more. I think we got more than two more. I just gonna to have to find them. If I if it starts getting closer, like 31 minutes or something, we're not gonna answer the rest of them. And then I'll I'll save them for next week. Or I'll hit on it with the next mail or not next mail back, but the next episode on Monday. Uh, next one is from Corey uh, Rosk. I don't know if I said your last name right. I'm sorry, man. But he says if Killian isn't playing. Might as well not watch. Yeah. I am also drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. This team, I've said it many times already, I, I, it's hard to watch them some nights, man. It's just, it's just really hard to watch sometimes. Even tonight when Killian was playing, it got tough to watch at the end of this Spurs game. Like I just, It's hard to watch them. And Killian, thank God he came back because he did bring enjoyment and reasons to watch them again. It made it fun, more fun to watch. So when he isn't playing like the other night, or what would it be, two nights ago? It was it was really a struggle against the Mavs, dude it was I I don't know how I actually I told you guys on the podcast. I didn't even end up watching the entire game I started recording the podcast and my recap in the fourth quarter like in the beginning of the fourth quarter I just couldn't keep watching it's it's a really it's a, it's a struggle to watch these guys And before I get to the next one let me just say this also about being hard to watch if I have to sit here and watch, Hamadou Diallo, Jaleel Okafor, Tyler Cook, and Saban Lee in a lineup again together. I swear to God, I am turning the game off instantly. I, bro, I don't know how you can like put that. I understand you're trying to lose. Like, okay. But, like, come on. At least that has that lineup has zero shooting. There was literally a point in the game where they all drove to the rim at the same time. There was three of them literally standing at the rim. It was just, come on. You, you got to give us a bone, man. You can't, you can't do that, dude. You can't do that at all. But... All right, so we got another one. I think this might be the last one I do, cause I'd have to go looking for the other one. There was a, I know someone tweeted me one, on another tweet. Actually, I just found it, so maybe I might, I might answer that one. So next one was from Mr. Blue Sky. He says Detroit and Cleveland will win a playoff series before Chicago does. Um, see, like if you just picked one of those guys, I, I would agree with you. But I'm not going to agree. I I can't say I'm drinking the Kool Aid on that because I don't know about Detroit and Cleveland. If you just said Detroit, I, I might click this. Oh yeah, right here. I might dr- I'm, I might drink the Kool Aid, but I don't know about Detroit and Cleveland. That's that's lofty. That's that's like all three of these teams. I don't. It's going to be tough to win a playoff series soon. Like all three of them, it's going to be rough. So to say two of them could do it before one, it's going to be. <laughs> I, I don't like my chances with it. I like I like playing my odds. I I don't know about that one. So. All right, we're going up into 32 minutes. I don't want to make this la- I don't want to make this last too long, but we'll answer this last one because I did find this one. I think this is the last one. If I missed yours, let me know on my Twitter at Kukahill I may have missed one on like a different tweet, but this one says Troy Weaver will get the steer of the draft if the Pistons were to fall in this year's draft. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. I think Troy Weaver has shown that at any point in the draft, he's going to be aggressive and he's capable of pulling off a steal. Uh, Obviously, we only have one season for the Pistons, but even with the Thunder, their draft record was pretty good. So I think that no matter where Troy Reaver drafts, you should expect him to get a really good player. I think he's proven that. Obviously, he's not going to be perfect. He's eventually going to hit and not hit on one. He's Eventually, he's going to pick a bust or someone who's just not that good. It's going to happen. No one's perfect. But I think there's a good chance and a good reason to believe that anywhere he picks – he is going to draft a good player. So thank you guys for participating in this week's episode of the Cool Aid segment. You guys know how Stephen a be like, stay off the weed. That's how I feel when I'm I'm trying to say that Kool-Aid. Thank you for participating in this week's Kool-Aid segment episode. Thank you for tuning in. I have a lot of fun doing this one. Uh, tune in for next Friday's episode for the Kool-Aid segment. If you guys want to participate in that one, like I said, tweet me at Hill and just use hashtag Kool-Aid at the end. Thank you, guys. We're two weeks in to me being the new host at Lockdown Pistons. I've gotten a lot of, got a lot of constructive criticism. I've gotten a few harsh comments, but I've also gotten a ton of positive comments, and I'm I'm having a lot of fun. I'm glad that a lot of you guys are as well. So two weeks down, many more to go. Thank you guys for listening this week. I'll catch you guys again on Monday. I'll see you guys later.